Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Exodus. We are in chapter 29. Chapter 29 deals with the consecration of the priests. So we're going to see um, instructions on how to consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve the Lord as priests. Okay, And remember, we said prophets um, represents God to the people. We see the prophets of the Old Testament. But priests are going to be representing the people to God. Of course, our chief priest now is Jesus. Jesus is representing us to God. He is in heaven. He is um, praying for us. He is intervening on our behalf to God. We come to God through our chief priest, Jesus, just as the people would come to God through their chief priests, Aaron and his sons being the priests there, allowing um, um, representation of, of the people to God. So that is um, the importance that we have now of Jesus Christ uh, as our chief priest. And as we read this, we see a lot of information being given on how to consecrate them. And as McGee teaches, consecrating a priest uh, means it's all God's doing. God does all the consecrating of the priest. We basically come to God with our open hands. We don't have anything to offer God, but it is God's work that consecrates us, just like it is that consecrates the priest, just like it is God's work that um, redeems us and makes us holy now through Jesus Christ. Okay, we receive Jesus Christ's um, righteousness now that consecrates us. Why? Because Jesus took our sins. So we see a lot of information on how the priests were consecrated. We also see um, that Aaron and the sons are to be consecrated to serve the Lord as priests in a manner that reflects um some of the regular service they will perform as priests on behalf of the people, okay? So they're going to be consecrated themselves like they're going to be offering, um, they're going to be representing the the people to God. So um, they'll be 
consecrated themselves, but it'll be similar to the sin offering they give and the burnt offerings. One goes to the Lord, one for ordination of themselves. And it's uh, followed by the instructions for the practice and, uh, you know, the continual doing this um, every day um, as a continual reminder of the fact that the people need this priestly service to be done to represent the people to God because of the distance between the people and God that exists due to sin. So, a lot of information on how worship is to be carried out. So, we'll jump right in. We're going to hit some of the high points. It's a it's a fairly big uh, chapter with around 40-something verses. Uh, we won't read all of them, but we'll just take the high points to give you the overview of this. Now, and remember, God wants us to know all of these uh, things. This is important for us. That's why God tells us all these things. But it shows us and reflects how we are to take worship seriously um, and remember that when we come to God in worship, we approach God in reverence, and uh, now we approach God through Jesus Christ, who is our chief priest. Okay, chapter 29, verse 1, Now this is what you shall do to them to consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. Okay, he's talking about Aaron and his sons are going to be the priests. Take one bill of the herd and two rams without blemish and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil and unleavened wafers smeared with oil. You shall make of them fine wheat flour. You shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket and bring the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of the meeting and wash them with water. And then you shall take the garments and put on Aaron the coat and the robe of the ephod, the ephod, the breastplate, and gird him with the skillful woven bread of the ephod. You shall set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. You shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. And you shall bring his sons and put coats on them. And you shall gird Aaron and his sons and sashes and bind caps on them. And the priesthood shall be theirs by a statute forever. Thus you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. Okay? So now, this is making them ceremonially clean to, to represent the people to God. Then you shall bring the bull, verse 10, before the tent of the meeting, Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of the meeting. And shall take part of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger and the rest of the blood you shall pour out at the base of the altar and you shall take all the fat that covers the entrails and the long lobe of the liver and the two kidneys with the fat that is on them and burn them on the altar but the flesh of the bull and its skin and its and its dung you shall burn with fire outside the camp it is a sin offering all right so We're atoning for the sin, but we're also um, using it to 
kind of uses it to purify the altar and make atonement for it. Okay, so it's kind of a, a sin offering to uh, atone and purify the altar. Okay, so then you've got, um, you take one of the, verse 15, you take one of the rams, and Aaron and his son shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the ram, and take its blood, and throw it against the sides of the altar. You shall cut the ram into pieces, wash its entrails and its legs, and put uh, them with pieces on its head, and burn the whole ram on the altar. It's a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. So we have uh, a burnt offering uh, to the Lord. Again, we've had a sin offering, and uh, we're offering things to God from our possessions. We'll drop down to verse 21. You shall take part of the blood that is on the altar and of the atoning oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron, his garments, his other sons, his garments with him. He and his garments shall be holy in his sons, and his garments with him. So in other words, this blood of these uh, animals are to show symbolically that there's nothing about Aaron and his son that is uh, holy and righteous. It's only by this sacrifice of this animal blood that shows that it symbolically takes away the sin. Um, now, of course, Christ's blood is going to be the blood of a lamb that takes away our sin. Christ's blood symbolically covers us through his death and through our shared death with him, takes away our sin just as the blood has to be sprinkled on these guys. Now, imagine these guys, they're feeling pretty good because they're wearing nice clothes and everything, but Again, you've got to have humility because blood is sprinkled on them, and so that gives them the you know necessary humility that they're not above anything, uh, but symbolically they they are trying to be holy before God. And remember this ordainment here is they're not doing anything; they're just getting sprinkled with blood. God is doing all the work. Verse 25, then you shall take them from their hands and the burnt offering on the altar on top of the burnt offering as it is a pleasing aroma before God. It is a food offering to the Lord. So now the animal itself gets burnt on this altar. And um, again, it is given to God as a sacrifice um, from a material thing as well. Verse 28, it shall be for Aaron and his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel, for it is a contribution. It shall be a contribution from the people of Israel for their peace offerings, their contribution to the Lord. In other words, you know, they're giving God a portion of their what they have. And these animals, you know, they don't come free. They have to raise these animals and these animals represent either food or some type of function in their society that they perform a function, like maybe in agriculture, they help them plow, they serve as food, they serve as possible clothing. Um, but this is given to the Lord. Verse 29, the holy garments of Aaron shall be... For his sons after him, and they shall be anointed 
in them and ordained in them the son who succeeds him as priest, who comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place, shall wear them for seven days. So these clothes need to be passed down. They're holy. They've, they've been made holy by God. Verse 31, you shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in a holy place. And Aaron and his son shall eat the flesh of the ram and the bread that is in the base, basket at the entrance. They shall eat those things with which the atonement was made at their ordination and consecration, but an outsider shall not eat of them because they're holy. Verse 35, Thus you shall do to Aaron and to his sons according to all that I have commanded. You, through though. Through seven days you shall ordain them, and every day you shall offer a bull as a sin offering for atonement. And you shall purify the altar when you make atonement for it, and shall atone it, anoint it to consecrate it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and consecrate it, and the altar shall be most holy. Whoever touches the altar shall become holy. Okay, so we've got this altar now becoming holy. Verse 38, now this is what you shall offer on the altar, two lambs a year old, day by day regularly. Verse 42, it shall be a regular burnt offering throughout your generations at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak to you there. There I will meet with the people of Israel, and it shall be sanctified by my glory. I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar. Aaron also and his sons I will consecrate to serve me as priests. And I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. It kind of makes you, you know, appreciate Worship services from a whole different perspective, doesn't it? You're in the presence of God. Is God less holy than he was here? No, he's no less holy. Are we perhaps less respectful? Maybe. But this shows you the division between God and man and how great man has to go symbolically to purify himself, to come into God's presence. We have a chief priest. We can't come into God's presence without this chief priest. If we took away our chief priests, our, I mean our chief priest, Jesus, we would still have this division here. We would still be unclean. Now we have a chief priest. We're clean. We can come into God's presence without all this. But we still, it seems to me, need to recognize just what Jesus is doing for us. And just how great a gift he has given us to come into God's presence.
So we're going to stop here. I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great, and I look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you, and keep your hearts centered on Christ.